Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rucker Charlotte Banks. And I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening today. Today I'm going to be talking briefly about the New York Yankees. They got healthy again, and they got injured again. And we're just going to talk a little bit about the status of the Yanks and their walking wounded and how they're doing. So why don't we go ahead and get started. So the Yankees just took two out of three games against the powerful Dodgers out in L.A. I really like that ballpark, by the way. It's so majestic. After they lost the opener pretty badly, by the way, on Friday night against the Dodgers. Um, In that scenic park, they showed a little resiliency and some fortitude, a bit of fortitude over the weekend. Um, Although there were some of their old habits, you know, continuing to rear their ugly heads. But the Yanks did take two out of three uh, in the Dodgers, and that's uh, that shows something out there. Judge continues to play at an extremely high level, just unbelievable. Uh, this last week, he had one game where he hit two homers and took another one away, leaping high, high over the wall. And he robbed Teoscar Hernandez of a home run in Seattle. So he hit two, and he robbed them of one. It was a pretty great game. And then he had another game, Judge, in L.A., where he hit a home run and also made an incredible play in right field, <laughs> running full speed through the wall, fenced, and he made a huge catch in a big spot. You talk about running through a wall for people, and Judge did that. Now, currently, he's being tested as I speak here. I'm recording this on Monday, and uh, we're going to see if he's actually hurt. But uh, hopefully he's not. So kudos to Judge for continuing to play at what is an MVP level this year, for sure. Uh, now, let's see other... Quick odds and ends. Uh, Domingo Herman pitching well, you know, this year, uh, at least when he's not getting suspended for cheating. So, you know, that's all good. Uh, Cole, let's see. He had an awful, awful May after having a great April. In May, though, Cole just gave up bomb after bomb left and right. They were all brag about, you know, the end of April. How, oh, look how giving up zero homers this year after that was a big, giant problem for Cole. Last year, and sure enough, he just gave up homer after homer after homer in May. So <clears throat> he did have a very strong outing, though, this past Saturday out in L.A. against the Dodgers. So that's hopefully good for him, and maybe he's back on track. Now, about these wonderful injuries and our injury situation, the team finally got back three people all on the same day. Giancarlo Stanton, Tommy Canely, and unfortunately, Josh Donaldson all came back on the same day this week. Now, we definitely need Stanton and Kingley badly, and we're certainly worse off with Donaldson back in the lineup. For Stanton, you know, what are you going to say? It's the same old story. He cannot friggin' stay healthy. I mean, this is his seventh stint on the IL for Giancarlo Stanton since he joined the Yanks, his fucking seventh IL stint. He's only played five years for the Yanks, and he's been on the IL seven times. I mean, it's friggin' ridiculous. We need him healthy, and we need him in the lineup driving and run. So for the moment, he's actually back, you know, in his June. I actually predicted he'd be out until July 4th, so yay for him. We'll see if he's back on the IL by July 4th. Even money on that. Now for Tommy Keenley, I guess we're going to see, right? He was pretty great three years ago when the moron Cashman let him go. Um, this is the last time he was on the Yanks. So we're going to have to see how good he is now. He certainly throws hard. He can reach almost 100 miles an hour. Our bullpen desperately needs him. Who knows? Maybe he can be a closer. Um, now, the other one to come off the IL, Josh Donaldson, 
he did hit two homers in the first game that he returned, right? And I'm sure fans will just stupidly hold on to that memory or something while he strikes out, you know, 150 times over the next month. Donaldson's return is going to hurt the Yanks. It's not going to help us. It's going to hurt us. Don't believe any kind of short-term results that you see from Donaldson. Come back. Tell you what. Come back in a month. Check back in July and just see if you really like anything Josh Donaldson is doing. Already the very next game after those two homer games, he struck out three times. So if you're a fan of Josh Donaldson, you know, we have some things to talk about. I'll just leave it at that. So those three are back, right? We got Keenly back, got Giancarlo Stanton back, and we got Josh Donaldson back. So, and like clockwork, on to the IL at the same time. Go Harrison Bader with a hamstring injury. Nestor Cortez with a shoulder injury and Greg Allen with some kind of friggin' hip flexor. It never friggin' ends with the Yankees. They continue to be the walking wounded and continue to have all kinds of people on the injury list. It's just ridiculous. What are you going to say? Bader's injury is just a killer for me. I really love Bader being on this team. The Yankees need speed. They need defense. They need his enthusiasm and his bat. And the Yankees are going to miss it all. And he, as he continues to miss games as a Yankee, you know, he missed all those games last year right after they acquired him for Jordan Montgomery. And he's missing more games now. And the fact that it's his hamstring sucks because that, for me, means it's going to be a while. His game is all about speed. Him playing tremendous defense is something this team needs. But he has got to be healthy. For Nestor Cortez, he just hasn't seen the same, I would say, this year. <clears throat> Certainly compared to last year. Hopefully he'll get back to himself after he comes off the IL. Now, Cortez was an all-star pitcher last year and has just been brilliant for the Yankees ever since he's been called up. So hopefully the cause of his less-than-stellar pitching this year was whatever nagging injury that he seems to have here, and we'll see if he can get past it and move on. Now, Greg Allen performed really well in his utility role. Um, and it's certainly a blow for him to be landing on the IL. He had two triples in his first two games he played for us. And so um, he's a player that can spark things and is a pretty good outfielder. And it's a shame to have him also go on the IL. So what are you going to say? Um, I can't actually tell if the Yanks are any better or worse than they were a week ago, right? Um, they got back Stanton, Kainley, and Donaldson, and then they lost. Bader, Nestor, Cortez, and Greg Allen. I'd say at best it's a push. And I think the Yanks are actually worse now. I think I'd rather have Bader, Nestor, and Greg Allen than Donaldson, Canely, and Stanton. If I had to pick one set of three, I think I will take the set that we just lost. At best it's a push. We're certainly not better, you know, if you take everything into account. Now, of course, in addition to losing Bader and losing Nestor Cortez and losing Greg Allen, we're still without Rodon, this great starting pitcher that we've yet to see. Great job there, Cashman. No Frankie Montas forever. No Lewis Heal, great pitcher, rookie from last year, who's still on the IL. No Jonathan Luizaga, he's on the 60-day IL. No Ian Hamilton, the reliever that was doing really well for us this year, some kind of groin injury. And also Ryan Weber. Just landed on the fucking 15-day IL. So, you know, Harrison Bader, Nestor Cortez, Greg Allen, Rodon, Montas, Lewis Heal, Jonathan Luizaga, Ian Hamilton, 
Ryan Weber. Like it goes on and on and on and on and on. We cannot play with anything near a full staff. <clears throat> this team, full staff or not, is generally probably not a good enough team to win much. But we're certainly not being helped by not having our, our best players hurt all year. Uh, I do want to talk a few minutes. This is going to be a short podcast today, guys. <clears throat> Just a few other odds and ends about the Yanks. So I want you to brace yourself. Do not fall off your chair. Aaron Boone actually had some decent bullpen moves occasionally over the last few weeks. Believe it or not, Boone made some good moves. Um, he's been using <clears throat> Peralta and Holmes and other of you know picks of their best relievers in situations other than the eighth or ninth inning. In other words, using our best pitchers when they're needed most. Imagine that. <gasps> Boone actually uses the best pitchers when we need them the most. Not just in their quote-unquote lanes or whatever happy horse shit he's calling it, you know, nowadays. It's not his lane, you know. So if it's, you know, a really big situation in, say, the sixth inning, he's putting Peralta in the sixth inning or Holmes in the sixth or seventh. And that's good. It's a good thing. That's what good managers have been doing since the beginning of time. And that's what Boone has recently discovered as if he found, you know, the lost, you know, temple of whatever. It's just something that should be done and something that he's actually doing recently. So good on him. Hope everyone didn't fall off their chairs. That said, that's the end of my praise. Boone's lineups and his lineup moves still continue to suck huge monkey balls. I mean, randomly resting hot people, you know, changing where people bat in the batting order, up, down, left, right, random, resting. His lineup moves still suck balls. So he's not getting any praise for me for that. But at least he did, you know, I'll, I'll take whatever improvement I can get from Boone. So if that just means using a few pitchers in a better way for now, I'll take it. You know, it's like a remedial student not failing one test. Great. Good on Boone. Um, two recent weird calls I want to talk about. Um, there are some strange things that have happened to the Yanks, I guess, in the last uh, couple of weeks. And they involve the weird umpire calls. <clears throat> and I just thought I'd mention it because it struck me as weird. I wonder if it struck any of you guys as weird. So there was a game where um, there was a runner on first. <clears throat> and I think the Yanks were on the West Coast. It might have been Oakland. I can't even remember where it was anymore. Um, but there was a bloop that was hit to medium right field and Bowers was playing right field running full speed. It was headed right toward the line. He slid, ran full speed. The runner that was on first, keep in mind, held up. So he went halfway and just stopped because he had to see if Bowers caught the ball. Bowers slid. It happened really fast. He dropped it at right about when it was on the line and the ump ruled foul ball. So at this point, the runner is on first base is in between first and second base. Now, replay overturned that, and it showed that Bauer touched it in fair territory. Now, somehow, replay allowed this runner from first base, that was about 40 feet from first base, to score. That's what they ruled. That somehow it was just and fair that a guy that was waiting 40 or 50 feet from first base should have taken three extra bases because the ump made the wrong call. So had he just picked it up right away and not called it, you know, if he called it a fair ball, 
he would have maybe made third base. Maybe. Now, keep in mind, this guy was standing still because he thought Bader was going to catch it and then throw to first base. So he was very close and not even leaning. So he would have made it to second. He might have made it to third. Maybe. There's a good chance if he called it fair, Bauer, you know, bounces up and throws it hard to third. And the guy doesn't even, he just holds on second because he was not even running. So somehow, replay decided the guy that hit the ball gets second. The guy on first goes all the way to home. And this is because an umpire blew the call. Don't friggin' ask me how they make these things up. Anyway, then he's got screwed there. So I thought that was a really weird call. Another weird call happened on a great judge catch. Uh, you guys probably have seen all the replays of <clears throat> judge's catch when he went through the wall in Dodger Stadium. Right? So judge went back, 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 full speed, made the catch, and busted through this sort of wire gate. It sort of a gate swung open. Um, now, they allotted the runner an additional base from where he was. He didn't advance. But then they made him advance because Judge ran, quote, out of play. Now, this is a fence that's not supposed to break. It's supposed to keep people and balls in. But somehow, the, it was an, remember, this is an away ballpark. This is the answer the away team here. And the fence broke and didn't hold Judge in, but it broke and didn't do what it was supposed to. And somehow, because the gate swung open and Judge went like two feet out of play, quote unquote, the Yankees got penalized because an opposing team's gate was not properly fastened. So again, the umps screwed the Yanks. And two weird umpire calls that I just don't get. Anyway, I just wonder what you guys think because, you know, Forget it. The guy between first and second when Bowers dropped the ball somehow gets to score after the umpruzzless foul and they overturn it with fair. And then judges catch where no one advanced. We're going to manually let him advance because the, the opposing team's fence wasn't fastened properly and judge was quote unquote out of play. So two bizarre calls. A um, couple other things and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Glaber Torres, I think, is hitting really well, which is awesome. Um, he's still the worst offensive second baseman in all of Major League Baseball, which blows balls. He continues to have no instincts. He has the yips throwing the ball. He's lazy, which sucks. You know, But at least he's hitting well. Clay Holmes, I think he's doing pretty well lately. He still walks too many damn people. He came in against the Dodgers Sunday night, walked the first person he was he saw you know, with a runner on base. I just don't get it. Um but he has been a bit more effective uh, than he has been the end of last year and the beginning of this year. So I'll take any and all improvement from Clay Holmes. And he has looked, you know, a fair amount better recently, which is great. Uh, Michael King continues to be awesome. Ron Marinaccio, he had a few tough games, um, but he's still awesome. I think some of the announcers are overstating the problems, quote unquote, that Marinaccio has had. He had like two or three bad games, but he's a tremendous reliever and has done well. <clears throat> so we got Holmes doing fairly well, Michael King doing awesome, and Marinacci, who I think does well. Um, let's see. On the downside, DJ LeMayhew is not hitting at all. I don't know what's happening with him. He struck out three times on Sunday against the Dodgers. I don't understand. It's very hard to watch him. It's a guy I like so much. I have so much respect for. He's <clears throat> a career 297 hitter. I'm quite certain that he'll pick it up soon. I just don't know what I'm seeing with him. It's really weird. Um, also Volpe is having all kinds of 
problems hitting. He had a homer in the ninth inning yesterday, but he's not even hitting 200 anymore. So <clears throat> he's someone they might have to consider sending down to the minors. He's doing so bad. I do like Calhoun, by the way. I hope they don't send him down. I think he's a really tough lefty hitter that can help us. Um, and I think that's really my take for the Yanks. Um, the Yanks are <clears throat> taking on the White Sox starting Tuesday night. Uh, and after that series, a much more exciting series will be held when the Yankees play the Red Sox. So let's go Yanks. And that's really all I have for you guys today. I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Like it. Give me five stars. Tell your friends about it. And I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks. Have a good day.